Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash acast. Welcome to the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and this week, Holly and I have brought out the big guns to help us with our training for our half marathon next year, as we both have big goals. The big guns are Tina Chantry. Tina is our Women's Running Fitness Editor, and she's a running coach. She basically knows everything there is to know about running. So we wanted her to come onto the podcast to throw loads of questions at her about our training, among which are... Should we be aiming for a time for our next race or should we just run for fun? How do we run a race without having that past time in our heads? And if we do run to get a PB, how on earth do we do that? The answer, it turns out, is by putting the work in. But none of it is that scary, although it does include everything you'd expect. Intervals, tempos and hills. But Tina is a kind taskmaster, telling us that three runs a week is fine, but just to make sure each of them is right. And what's more, with our long run, to consider it as a mental health run and take the pace right down, like right down. It's pure running wisdom. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. These reviews mean the world to us and really help us to keep this podcast going. And as we're firm friends now, I think you should join us. If you become a member of Women's Running right now, you'll get a free base layer from ZeroFit worth £40. Just go to shop.womensrunning.co.uk and enter X21WRPOD at the checkout. We're never normally formal, are we? So I don't know why I suddenly feel like I need to introduce Tina, but I will introduce Tina mm-hmm. <laughs> because um, this is our workshop, but um, we want to bring on some actual professional help rather than just gassing about running and getting things wrong all over the place. Um, so here's Tina with us. Um, 
who works <laughs> with the brand and has done forever and ever and ever. Um, and you're an awesome running coach, which is why you're here today. Hello. Um, hello, Tina. Hello. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you also you also have loads of, lots of strings to your bow because you you write for us, you're an author, you're you know, you, you're you're our fitness editor. So you and um, we you know, basically you know you're running onions. Running onions. Onions. Um, <laughs> runions. <laughs> um so yeah, we we just we need you so much. We've got lots of questions to ask you about our own running because of Okay, fire away. Thank you. Um and yeah, it's because of like marathony, racy things coming up, but just general. And oh, oh yeah, I wanted to ask you some run leader questions as well, but I'll save that till the end. Okay. Um, cool. So, um, yeah. Hi. Um, Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hold. Do you want to kick off and talk to Tina about your running and what you want Definitely. to get out of it? Yeah. So I think. I'm, I haven't quite settled on a specific goal yet, but my kind of running deal at the moment is that um, I, I've i run a half twice before. I ran the bath half in uh, 20, very beginning of 2020 before the end of the world as we know it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in 20, at the end of 2020 when did I do the virtual half I did a virtual half at some point along yeah, there as well that? yeah I can't remember I think that was no, 2020 that... as well no I think it was this year wasn't it no, I think it was the beginning of Maybe. this year I think it was March this year I think it was March this mm. year so but it, it feels like I haven't run for quite a long time Right. Um, or at least I haven't run long distances. So aside from that, I've been doing relatively gentle plodding recently. So lockdown really kind of knocked my running a bit. And I felt like that virtual half that we did, it was it was lovely. And it was so lovely to go out there and run and to, to experience that after a long time of doing very little exercise at all. But I did find it much more yeah. difficult than the first half that I did. I was quite sluggish and I would quite like to... I don't want to set myself an impossible task. I want to be honest with the fact that I'm I'm not as fit as I was when I first started training for the half in 20, at the beginning of 2020. But that yeah. I would I would like to try and aim for about two and a half hours, I think, um, and just try and feel a bit more comfortable with long distances because I've been doing lots of gentle plodding. Um, lots I've been running relatively regularly, but just for quite short distances and for only about sort of 20, I've, I've mainly been doing time, I suppose, is the thing, is that I've been running for about 20 minutes, which old me thinks, oh, that's two miles. For new me, that is not two miles. <laughs> so, okay. um, yeah. So that's my kind of situation at the moment. And I think my goal generally with the half would be to try and do it in in two and a half hours. In, and we've got a bit of time. But I think the yeah the the first yeah. thing that I wanted to ask you was just how I might start going about getting a bit faster. Okay, so I think the first thing is to like roll everything back and go back to the fact that you have to start being a bit kind to yourself because okay. going through lockdown has on so many levels been difficult for everyone and then trying to keep up um a structured running routine when we've all been under so much pressure has it's just almost impossible and Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what level you are so I think you know be kind to yourself from this step forwards how when is your race date 
that's another great thing is that you've got a big span of time to get up to speed mm. and you know you're doing the right thing you you're you're ticking over you're going out so your body is still you know working in some ways in that running fitness but you dropped off um your endurance has dropped off and so I think the best thing for you is to go back to some really small incremental steps, not overwhelm yourself thinking, oh, my God, I've got to run 13 miles at a certain pace in order to make two and a half hours and just say, right. So you plan in every week a small progression on that long run up towards March. You've got loads of time. So it really doesn't matter if you miss a couple of runs or even if you miss a week if you get yes. cold so um also what you need to you know to get a time you want you're going to have to do some work so yeah you're going out you know steady easy running but you are going to have to bring in some speed work and some tempo work that's and what that I'm nervous about <laughs> <laughs> oh uncomfortable it's going into that horrible place where you're you're out of your comfort zone so why not do it in really tiny, short intervals at the beginning? Literally, you know, if you're only going out for 20 minutes, one of your, say, three runs a week, just use either a 30 second interval or a lamppost interval where you're upping the speed mm. and do an equal distance recovery. And don't do it for long. Don't go out there thinking, oh, my God, I've got 13 miles. I'm going to have to do at least five miles. Start really small. So at the end of the session, you feel motivated and proud of yourself. Mm -hmm. And then next week, if you manage to do 10 times one minutes fast as a speed session or six or eight times one minute, then Mm -hmm. the next week you add on an extra interval. Just don't overwhelm yourself. Don't think too far forward and just build on week by week so that's would be speed another key thing is tempo running so you could run as long as you like that easy run at the weekend but if you don't build in some tempo work where you're pushing your body up towards its lactate threshold which is that feeling you get when you think I've got to stop yeah the more you practice is getting up to that just below that level when you do your long runs at the weekend they actually feel a bit easier but you have to put a bit of work in to get that long run feeling easier okay yeah definitely that makes total sense so I think I've done a little bit of the kind of interval training before but wasn't very disciplined with it I think so I, I I need to I need to work that in do you think that's something that I should be doing weekly at the moment or I think if you can book in your diary every week three runs Mm. ideally I would say you have your longer run at the weekend which is steady conversational pace you're not pushing that pace you're not aiming for your race pace and that's a classic mistake is that people run their long run too fast So check in. So what I've written down for you, so two hours 28, which would get you sub 230, Mm -hmm. your race pace would be just over 11 minute miling. When you do your long run, make sure 
that's not quicker than at least a minute slower per mile. So at least 12 and a half minute miling. Okay. Oh, that's quite nice to hear. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't try and beat their plan. And, you know, it's a classic mistake that everyone thinks every week they have to knock out the long run at race pace. Well, you don't. What you have to do is then have that one schedule a week, one run a week of speed, and it's short intervals. It can be 30 seconds, a mm-hmm. minute two minutes three minutes four minutes so yes it's like oh uncomfortable but it's over really quickly yeah so that one speed session with short hard efforts and short recoveries and then the other classic third session would be a tempo run which could be something like a park run where you're running it and you're you're pushing it's comfortably uncomfortable but you're not all out and you're not talking so it's that's kind of like a 10k pace. Okay, got you. That makes sense then. So that run is not my long run, but is one of the shorter ones throughout the week and just pushing a little bit faster than I would do on that long run. Well, what you can do with a tempo interval, you can start like your speed intervals. You can do a tempo interval session where you might do four times three minutes, four times four minutes or four times five minutes at a 10k-ish pace mm. and then as you get used to that and your body's like thinking it's it's not dreading it as much and I completely get that because everyone has that then you can start you can do your one mile or 10 minute warm-up mm. and then you can do a 10 minute tempo and then a cool down and then the next week you could try 15 minutes tempo and again you're aiming at your 10k pace so what I've written down for you so race pace is 11 minutes 11.15 your tempo pace would be about 10 and a half to 10 and three quarter minute miling okay for your short speed efforts which are hard 5k pb pace they they're gonna hurt that's you're aiming to get down towards nine minute miling for that okay cool oh it's a challenge but it's yeah no i think that's good you can do it you can Mm -hmm. do it because as long as you don't overdo it at the beginning and freak out and hate it if you do it like just a couple of these intervals and slowly get your body used to going out of the comfort zone you'll you'll be more confident and more motivated to say well next week I'm going to add another interval yeah does that help definitely thank you so much that's amazing yeah honestly (laughs) I've, I've I've yeah I don't think I'd really considered I think I've always thought of my long run as my hard run and I'd not really thought about the fact that that yeah that that should be my gentle run before it's time on feet it's to get Mm. used to moving for a longer time and I think with that long run use it almost as a mental health run so Mm -hmm. someone and use you know catch up conversation therapy but also that's your chance of the week to be mindful to empty the mind, concentrate on all your footfalls, listen to what's going on, let go of all yeah. this endless stress we live with, um, bring down the pace because it's not going to affect your race day pace because the work you do in your speed session early in the week and your midweek tempo, which might be longer intervals, that is building your fitness so that when you come to do your race day performance, actually, these times are achievable because you've worked so hard to push up your lactate threshold. That's super helpful. Thank you so much, Tina. Yeah. 
I think that's a yeah. lovely way of looking at it. And that's going to be really motivating. You can yeah. do it whole. I know you can. Thank you. <laughs> I think the things like hearing nine, nine minute miles is frightening. But when you, when you block it out like that and you think of it as your training split into little, yeah, you know, yeah different kind of beneficial sectors, yeah. if that makes mm. sense, then yeah. it's less daunting and more exciting, really. Yeah, and if you have a session that, okay, you've got your speed session in the schedule for that week and you're like, I just can't face it, you can, of course, go and do an easy run. One way you could get around it, you could do an easy run with some gentle hills because those Mm. are hidden intervals. So you can still, you know, get your gains without always thinking, you don't want that dread feeling that, you know, oh my God, this is going to be so hard. And Mm. if you get when you're doing those harder sessions and you're not enjoying it, stop, just jog home. You know, if you've done a few intervals, you're never not going to achieve a race pace because of one or two sessions where you didn't hit every interval, you weren't amazing, you know, just be flexible with yourself and kind to yourself. Thank you. That's really wise, don't you? I think that's so wise. (laughs) It's making me a bit emotional. I think there is a lot of, and I think particularly because I've got that, well, what I previously considered to be a slightly strange situation of aiming for a slightly slower time than I've run half marathons before, um, just because I had that lockdown experience of of really kind of disconnecting from running and not not doing it so much. Um, that you know, I, I think I think that yeah, it's really reassuring that actually that's something that. A lot of people have experienced and it's fine it's a fresh start it's a new training plan it's new goals for myself it doesn't mean I'm taking a step back no and you've got to ask yourself is it healthy to always be striving for a time and who Mm. cares about that time because are your family and friends going to love you less if you don't get that time are you less of a runner no, no so absolutely not. It's still an achievement. And, you know, you, with all races, however long, whatever type, you, you need to have lots of goals. So you have your A goal, your B goal, your C goal and your D goal. So for me, A goal, yes, of course, get a PB, you know, go home, celebrate. B goal might be something like do better than your last race distance time. C goal might be um not walk or make sure you walk at least half of your race and d goal might be finish because if your only goal is to get that time and you don't get it you're going to be so unmotivated and you know your belief in yourself is just going to go crashing through the floor yeah I think that's what's happened in the past a little bit that I've I when I've had low periods and I've tried to run instead of focusing on my mindset I've focused on uh, yeah on a goal that's that's been more kind of stats related or whatever and that's made it, it's just discouraged me from running at all because I don't want to try and, yeah. or, and it's something I know I'm going to fail at kind of thing but yeah. um I think actually I'm in a better position then probably if I'm looking at, at it from that perspective than I was for the first half marathon that I ran because I am a lot more in tune with my 
body and when I want to run, how long I want to run for than I was before then. Um, And I think if I really incorporate that and think about the fact that that's a you know that's that's not because I'm a worse runner and I'm a bit not hard enough or I don't push myself enough anymore it's the it's quite the opposite it's that I'm I've I've got a better mindset when it comes to knowing my body and knowing what I want to do and what I'm capable of so Holly what else what else do you want to what else is worrying you Mm. I think I'm nervous as I get into um kind of darker colder times as it's becoming at the moment I I don't I don't I'm not frightened of the cold or the wet particularly so it's not necessarily practical advice about about kit or anything like that I think it's more that I know it's going to be tough sometimes to push myself to finish those runs or to get up and do them in the first place and um I, I know that I need to be kind to myself about missing the odd one, but I do tend to have a bit of a tendency to go, oh, well, you've missed two now. You've ruined it for yourself. Just just stop. I, I, I kind of want to know what, what you tell yourself, what your mantras are that you yeah. get yourself out of yeah. those funks yeah. when you're having that. With the winter training, I think there's always the voice in your head along saying, um, I don't want to go so there's a couple of strategies I use for myself um one of them's really obvious of going in the morning which doesn't suit everyone and not everyone can but the massive benefit is that it's done like you're Mm. still getting some exposure to daylight you know it boosts your mental health so there is that thing that if the longer you put off a run during the day the harder it is to get out especially when it's dark and cold yeah and we can't, but we can't always go out in the morning or at lunchtime and, you know, top up our vitamin D. Um, so you have to then do a voice in the head that is going to say to you, I know I feel good if I do go, but I still don't want to go. And I let that voice bubble along and I just put my kit on as it's going. And then I just kind of say to it, thank you so much. I'm going now. And it's like, <laughs> I know I'm going to have to go through the endless. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I still know I'm going to go because you either don't go and you kind of always feel a bit crap, don't you? Mm. You know, kind of let yourself down a bit. And, you know, if you have gone, you will feel better or you go. And I always say to everyone I coach is that just give yourself 10 minutes. If after 10 minutes you're hating it, turn around, go home. But if you give yourself that 10 minutes, the likelihood is that you don't turn around. Yeah. Or if you do a warm up and you do one interval, the likelihood is that you will have a go at the rest. And you'll normally achieve three quarters of your session, whatever it is. So it's a case of allowing the voice to be in your head and going out and doing it anyway. Um, it's just almost like when you look in the back door reflection and you catch yourself and you say to yourself, because you can see that there's a part of you saying don't go don't go and you just have to kind of smile at yourself as you leave the door Mm. and a really good thing in the cold and when you don't want to get out is put at home put your winter coat on and do lots of jumping jacks and jogging on the spot and drills up and down the living room so you're really hot take it off and go 
because then you don't have that stepping out into the you know and you're feeling like this is awful and there's that voice inside going no go home go home why are you doing this so it's just I love that yeah, I really great, like that yeah. idea of kind of warming yourself up literally yeah, overwarming, overwarming. Mm. so make sure you put a winter coat a fluffy down coat so if you do that for a couple of minutes you're going to get too hot and then you go out and it feels really refreshing and fresh it doesn't feel cold mm-hmm Oh, I really like that idea. Uh, Yeah, I think that that's, it's, it's almost like saying to yourself, isn't it, that you, the kind of classic old thing of you won't know unless you try. My mum would always say that to me when I'd be like, no, I I definitely don't like tomatoes. I don't like them. And, you know, that kind of thing of, well, how do you know if you, if you haven't tried it? I think viewing each run as that individually and yeah. going well I don't know that this little voice in my head is saying that I'm not going to like this very much but I don't know because I've definitely tried it I, I love tomatoes now yeah <laughs> so and that's it, just the voice whatever happens you don't ever regret the run so you yeah. have to trust that yeah that's mm-hmm. very true I've, I cannot think of a single run that I've ever gone oh I wish I didn't go no. <laughs> apart from no. my virtual half marathons earlier this year <laughs> maybe that, that there was fun. a virtual 10k we did that I was a bit yeah. like oh god yeah maybe yeah. That, maybe I could have done without that blemish on my <laughs> running report card but oh but, god yeah. but still even doing that even the rubbish runs make you realize what you need to do yeah. next time you learn from them don't you mm-hmm. when you say a rubbish run I bet you are uh, classifying that due to a time yeah. or a distance. But if if the classification was the mental health benefits or the feelings of well-being or removing yourself from a screen, you wouldn't probably say it was a rubbish run. So it's like, you know, if it makes you happy and if it, it gives you lots of benefits that aren't related to a specific time, it can never be a rubbish run, can it? Yeah, in fact, I suppose the opposite, isn't it? That if you are looking at it in that way, so if I take that run, for example, which was not my favourite run in terms of the physical sensations that I've ever had, um, but still, yeah, if you're viewing it like that, I had a stressful day at work and I got uh, out of the house and stopped staring at a screen and focused on something else for a in fact it probably took me almost an hour and a half which was why I thought oh my goodness that was a rubbish 10k because that took me so much longer than it should have done but instead of viewing it as that was a really really not a very good time for a 10k that was a really long time of having a break from work from the screen and from Mm. thinking about stressful things and just going and plodding about yeah it was one and a half hours of time wasn't it that allowed yourself to have Mm mm-hmm okay good I like that (laughs) it's just how you think about it isn't it yeah 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 it's interesting isn't it because I think um I think that probably segues quite easily into like my ambitions because I'm not sure my ambitions are right and I think because um having talked about those previous races that we were doing particularly over the last year that virtual half for instance so that's when we did the virtual half, that was my fastest time ever for a half. So I should have come back feeling really, really pleased with myself, but I didn't because in my head I had one goal, which was to mm. get a sub two and I didn't, I didn't do it, but that wasn't based on any 
structured training. It was based on the night before thinking, I've got really close to it before. How how fast do I need to go? And so I looked up the kind of how fast I needed to go per minute mile. And I, I then checked back through all my past, my all my garments, just having a look at all the, the minute miles. I'd never, ever once run a mile as fast as I should be running in order to get a sub two. But for some reason, in my head, I was like, I'll give it a go. So it meant that I had, although I got a time that was my quickest time, yeah, I felt horrible after because it was a really obviously as you can imagine a really painful run mm. um and I, I it was it was that painful and I still didn't get my goal even though it was a significant pb I mean it was a pb of about three minutes so it was quite big um but yeah, yeah it still felt horrible so what I want to know from you really is is it a realistic goal for me should I should I aim for sub two or should I even though I've kind of danced around it a bit you know I've come I've come so close so that last one was two, two hours and two minutes. Um, so I've come really, really close. Which is brilliant. So, which is brilliant. I'm pleased myself. Oh, no it's so good. <laughs> no, no proper structured training, just turning up and nearly getting a PB is actually, you know, go S. I know. I know. And it's like, you know, um, four minutes quicker than my, than the time that I got when I was 15 years younger you know so so I was quite you know it's quite nice to beat her because she was rubbish so (laughs) (laughs) that's quite nice but at the same time I was like I you know I I don't know if I can do better should I be doing better or should I be trying to run a race and not think about time I think um there's kind of two types of races isn't there there's there's a race where you you haven't really done a training plan and you're turning up and you don't know what's going to happen or there could be another type of race where you, you are going for your PB. So you make sure the, the course is flat. You've, you've done a lot of what you expect to have done to get to that place. And you, you and then you just have to add in the dollop of believing in yourself that you can do it because of course you do it. You can do it. Why can't you do it? It's just two minutes, but um, a lot of runners don't, set their pb goal far enough away and have enough of a structured steps towards that to to be you know really ready on race day to comfortably achieve what they know they can so and i'm just as guilty so i think if if you know you really want to go for your sub two and of course you can do it you just have to have more structured training and I can see on Strava the runs you do, which are lovely runs around where you live. But, you know, I'd have to, I'd be like tough with you and say, that's lovely that you can do these beautiful runs around Bath, but where's your tempo run? You know, where 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 is that consistent, faster pace after the warm up and before your cool down? And where are your speed efforts and you've got all those lovely hills so you can use those as well so you're getting a double you know benefit so I would just say like for you sub two is about nine minutes dead isn't it so um you I know you could just go and run and run and do a marathon without much training because you can just do that but again you have to decide to get the time you know you can achieve to put yourself in that pain locker and take on the 
the speed session with the fast, short bursts of speed, and then also the tempo. And I think the midweek tempo is really key because you've got quite a bit of experience now. You've got endurance. You you know, you're okay, but you do run on your own. And I think, say, if you were in a club, sometime in the week, someone would draw you into a speed session and someone like me would be going, blowing the whistle and pushing you. And at the end, you'd think, I'm going to throw up. And, you, you know, be honest with yourself. With all your runs, do you ever at the end think, oh, my God, that was horrific? <laughs> um occasionally <laughs> do you know occasionally and it's only because it's only because you know, when you talk about all those lovely hills I live up one so it Me means too. it means that most of my runs not the long run because my long run I will stop on the flat at the bottom um but most of my runs end at the top of a hill so it's it's not necessarily the run itself that's horrific but the last two minutes of it almost always yeah. are because of that push at the end um, but then but, you need to turn around, jog down, and do that do again. <laughs> two minute hill again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And you know, in the first couple of times you try and put that into a set, you could just do one or two at a good hard speed, and you can do a walk recovery to get your heart rate back down. But at some stage, if you want to run faster, which everyone can, you have to train faster, and yeah. you have to find you know, that training are slightly uncomfortable. But the more you do it, the more your body does actually get used to it and you don't have the same kind of dread or the same I'm going to vomit at the end of the road kind of um, response. So you can condition yourself to get used to it. And with your half marathon, I think it's quite a distance. So if you're going to build your tempo run, you do actually have to build them up to be quite a long time. So you could start with a 10-minute midweek tempo where you're doing the whole um, stretch at at least 10k pace and then you could do 15 and the next week 20 or slower you could build it up in slower increments but you do have to build up to a good 30 40 minutes Mm. imagining you know doing a 10k race as a normal training session obviously with a good warm-up and a good 10 minute one mile cool down and then you're going into that zone where it's uncomfortable, but you're actually thinking, oh, I'm getting used to this after three or four weeks and I can go faster and oh, I might put some hills in. And in my long, easy run, I'm going to put a few more hills in and I'm not going to do a fast pace for my long, easy run, but I'm going to run up those hills at a good gear. I'm going to push myself. So you're just building your fitness block so that you're adding with the different sessions so that when you come to take on your sub two you know you've got all the tools in the kit box would, would I still do like my long runs the same thing that you were saying to Holly would I do them like a minute slower than I would normally run them your long run should be at least 11 minute miling not quicker your tempo run would be eight and a half minute miling Okay. So that's aiming. Ooh, I know. But you can, you can start with shorter intervals. You don't have to think, oh my God, I've got to run 30 minutes at that. You could do um, K intervals. So three times one K, four times one K, five times mm-hmm. before you build up to the longer blocks of 10, 15, 20 minutes. Um, and then I've got for your speed, 
you're aiming for seven and a half minutes dead. Oh, bloody hell. In those, yeah, <laughs> but it's a one minute shot. So don't tell me you can't do it. Because I know you can because it's a minute, you know. So it sounds awful, but yeah, of course you can run that fast for a minute because then you get a whole minute off. Why can't you? Yeah. You can. <laughs> okay i believe you you can i know you can <laughs> as long as i don't have to do it on a treadmill where i'm going to feel like i'm going to fall off the back <laughs> it's the wrong way, yeah it? it's hard it's hard running fast on a treadmill isn't it yeah um with the with both of you as well like if you look ahead to race day another classic mistake that we all make it doesn't matter how experienced or how fast you are is in the first mile of your half marathon race going too fast because you're like oh my god I'm so excited and, I yeah. feel yeah. and you go off and you look at your watch and you think oh my god I'm doing six minute miling what the hell and it's just getting caught up with the day and everyone else so what I say to runners is that you have to say a prayer to yourself every night for the few weeks up to your race and say I will not go faster then race pace in that first mile and you have to say it over and over and you have to check your watch in the first mile every couple of minutes just to keep everything you know in control because by going off too fast in that first and getting a big lactate spike you're just ruining the last few miles um mm, yeah so it's just holding it back and you know looking at the structure of a half marathon of halfway's key you're starting to feel like I've only got half 10 miles you're thinking just a park run left and you know you want to be comfortable in the first half then going up to 10 you want to feel strong and then 10 to 3 13 you've got three miles left and that's where you you haven't gone too fast in the first mile you're not exhausted you've done the training because you've done all your speed and tempo sessions and you find that you will actually surprise yourself because the crowd's there and it's going to lift you. Yeah. And there you go, shiny yeah. new PB. That's my aim. That's my aim, I think, because I definitely made that mistake the last time that I did a half where I went out too quickly because I got overexcited by everything. And um, I was also running with a friend who bless him he was clearly going slower than he wanted to and I was going faster than I wanted to and I did exactly that where I just I ruined that last bit I'd been so looking forward because I did 11 miles was my longest long run that I'd done and I'd been so looking forward to hitting that 11 mile mark and going right everything you run from now on is a is a pb so (laughs) just just smash it and enjoy it and I couldn't because I'd gone out too quickly and I was running relatively strong until about that point and then for the last two miles I just was absolutely crawling and weeping over the line (laughs) and I think and I think there's always going to be an element of it's never going to be massively comfortable but I did shoot myself in the foot big time by going out too strong at the beginning Mm -hmm. so I need to be super disciplined um have my watch on me because I've got really out of the habit of using Strava. I've just been using my watch recently, um, which is fine. That's good. You know, if that's how I'm tracking them, but I must remember to actually pay attention to it on race day and not have, Mm. yeah, not, not, not just ignore it. You can set your watch to, if you've got, a garb and I'm sure you can do it with other watches you can set it to beep at the right 
um, pace for you so that you can actually match, you know, and that can really help at the yeah, beginning of the be race. You can, turn, you can turn it off after a while, but at the beginning, it's so important. Yeah. And it's, everyone does it, even if, I mean, I've been running all my life and I still do it. And then halfway through, I think, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I should know, but we all do it. For some so. reason, every time it feels like it could be because I'm suddenly a world-class athlete and I'm just... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of course you are. Absolutely. And you just look like no Farrah or... Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, it just feels so good at the beginning of a race, doesn't it? For everyone, yeah. like the beginning of a marathon, it's like, I can do this. But yeah. It's it's like planning ahead for the the tough later stages that you know getting savvy and switching on the sensible brain and uh yeah I, sure. I always remember that you know when I was doing the virtual London last year and I remember I remember being religiously stuck to my phone because it went really well for me that that did um mm-hmm. and I remember that that was particularly because of making myself run slower for the first six miles and I remember just keep on looking at my watch. But the thing that's slightly off-putting was the first six miles was a loop around, it was half of the half marathon, basically. So I did that loop around Bath. And because I was wearing my number, I kept on getting honked by cars who were being nice. You know, they were like, yay, well done. And I was like, I've only done like four miles. I've only done five miles. I don't, you know. <laughs> but I remember at the time feeling so comfortable with it yeah, and, yeah. So, and really telling myself, right, okay, I'm really comfy. Need to make yeah. sure that I stay within this and that's because of your yeah. training before when I was training to do the marathon when it was cancelled I think um, as well another thing you can do at the beginning of the race that you might not want to but something worked for me races that I've turned up without enough training is breathing through your nose for the first part so you can't go too fast so it keeps that pace down because you know once you can't breathe through your nose comfortably you're going too fast you're not comfortable Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good idea. I do that sometimes as well. Just on a side note, with mental health stuff, like if I'm starting to feel really anxious, then I'll go just breathe through your nose. Because if you start breathing through your mouth, you're going to start taking big old gulps of air, and it's not going to help. So yeah, that's quite that's quite nice that you can apply that to running as well. If you want to just centre yourself, get back along the kind of lines that you need to be, ground yourself. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. It's oh. mindfulness, isn't it? It's yeah. like everyone is an opportunity to um, be in the present. And even if you are going for a goal, life is so demanding and confusing on so many levels that, you know, running is really simple. It's breathing and moving your feet and then being outside and listening and feeling the air and smelling the sea. And it's just that opportunity every day to bring us all back to that grounding like we are just here now in this day and yes we're going to get to the finish line but you know it doesn't really matter it does matter but you know the more relaxed you are in every mile of every race the more likely you are to surprise yourself with the time that's another big key thing is that always be in the mile you're in especially half marathon and marathons you only run in the, the mile you're in you don't even think about I've got 13 miles to do I run the first mile and at the end of the first mile I give thanks I say to myself thank you for that mile and I do a body scan so I check because I have a tendency for my shoulders to creep up and you know feel the tension so I do the body scan was like are my shoulders down is my spine neutral 
you know, on my hips level? Am I using my arms properly? So I just do that at the end of each mile. And then mm. you go into the next mile and it's only mile two. And then that ticks along and you think, thank you for that mile. And you're not even thinking about the last few miles where you might be struggling because you're just grateful for that mile. And it's yeah, so powerful. I love that. It was uh, that, yeah, makes me think of, I didn't do this, but I think I might try and do this next time. But I heard um, of a few people who were planning on um, dedicating a mile to someone in their life during that first bath half that I did. Mm. And I love that idea. I might try and do the same thing um and and yeah and do that do the check-in see how I'm feeling but also do a yeah a thank you for that thank you body for being able to have done that and that exertion and effort was for this person who I love or whatever yeah I I like the maths of it as well like I really like that kind of so yeah. I really that's the nerd in me but I really I enjoy I, I love doing that mile thing because I remember you teaching me that a few years ago um so I, I really do try and because I, I do the same thing on my shoulders and I'm a bit hunchy anyway because I'm taller and so it's kind of and, and my form's a bit sort of all over the place so every yeah every kind of mile I try and sort of think right make sure my arms aren't crossing over make sure my feet aren't crossing over that kind of thing yeah but I also have the gel technique which I I love as well because when you're every mile when you're sort of doing the check-in you do that and then it's really nice to then look down at your watch and think well it's actually it's 1.3 miles so then you've only got 0.7 miles to get to the next time that you have to do it which is lovely I like that and then with the gels I I make a little kind of mathematical equation in my head about when I'm taking them and the gap between the first one and the second one and the second one and the third one and so on depending on how long the race is and I love that I love it so much because I do adjust it occasionally. Like with the marathon, I did adjust it, you Mm. know, because it wasn't quite working or um, it was raining and I couldn't open a packet properly. And there was all this sort of stuff. So you just adjust it. But I love the fact that I then I take a little while to have it. And then the next thing I know, a mile has gone. So actually it's only two Um, miles, which in my head, I'm like 20 minutes to the next one. You earn earn that gel, don't you? Mm. When I was doing Las Vegas marathon, which, you know, you go out, around the back and you're in the dark and it's quite a lonely one something I did in that race was I went to the first year of my life I could remember and I I went through everything that I could remember at say the first year of infant school and then that took so long and then I went to the next year and I started to see what I could remember and that's a really good thing because you you're kind of triggering all these normally lovely associations but while you're trying to go through those memories those miles are just ticking by and it's a really good distraction Mm. Um, if you want to do that not everyone would want to but I was really like oh my god this is going to be a long time and when when I got bored of that I then started the other distraction thing of counting numbers and I think I got up something like three thousand nine hundred and eighty (laughs) seven So you don't count on every footfall, you do it about every four. So you kind of go one, two, three with your foot rhythm. And even though it's not going to take away any of the pain or make it go faster, your brain has to think of the next number. And then you're going 243, yeah. 3,100. <laughs> what was the last number I just said? And it just, it just makes those miles tick away. So you've got to bring in all these strategies that, you know, try different ones that work for you and, you know, 
whatever works to get you to your finish line. Oh, it's all mind games, isn't it? It is. I love it. I've always been the kind of person who talks to themselves in their own head all the time. Yeah. Me too. It's yeah. just that for two or three hours, long distance I, running, isn't I it? Think that, I do worry <laughs> that like when I'm like old and gnarled, that those voices will emerge. Like I'll just end up just saying it aloud. Like, you know, you know, because the voices are so loud when I'm running in my head. And I just think, yeah, that's yeah. Okay. Mm. you'll be on the bench and wherever you live with your bottle of sherry shouting yeah. everyone and <laughs> yeah it'll <laughs> be good sherry though it'll be pedro yeah. jimenez it won't be any of your rubbish but yeah i will be just sitting there being a sweary mary just <laughs> <laughs> talking about eating gels at every third mile or something yeah <laughs> i think gum- gummies are really good um because they are some of them are really lovely they like sweets so you don't feel like you're having nutrition and you have one and it's all oh, that's really nice it's you know because I can't eat um jelly babies because I find they get really they make your mouth dry and they get stuck in your teeth don't know so I don't know how people do that but some of the nutrition gummies can be really lovely and I think that's a real treat isn't it like oh mm-hmm. another one I can have one more gummy and yeah keeps you going yeah, yeah de- I think definitely the kind of it's the spacing out like I remember when I first started using gels and I would like wang one back really really quickly and that's I don't find that less helpful I'm more likely to get like a bit of a stomach cramp as a result but to kind of to mm. eat one really really slowly over the course of like a mile so the same sort of technique I guess is just you know having a little bit at a time and seeing it as a treat definitely and then the the additional treat yeah. then is the bit where you throw away the wrapper because <laughs> I've been holding it in my hand for so long it's like oh I feel free and light now I don't know you know it's so exciting Esther it is exciting it is though isn't it when you when that's all that you're focusing on it really is you're like oh I get to do my next thing my next thing yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I think we both found out didn't we Hol that um I think swerving like doing that stupid thing you know how you're supposed to do you're supposed to practice your race day like you know so your long run is your race day prep and so you wear the same stuff and you eat the same stuff and blah blah blah. and I remember both of us completely cocked up on several accounts there with some of our races and one of them was like I remember I wore a new pair of leggings Um, and they were really (laughs) shiny and so that my top kept on riding up because they were too shiny and so, so annoying and then um, but I really liked them and they only came the day before I was like I really want to wear them and I was like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. So there was that one and it was also I remember both me and you we had um, we both of us separately ran out of bananas I don't even like bananas and neither do oh. I and we said oh they're my go-to they're my absolute go-to like now I can't bear mm. them but I have to have one before I go for a long run for some reason it's the one thing and I switched it out and I had peanut butter on toast and it just made me feel a bit like, oh, that's not quite right. It felt a bit... I think I did exactly the same, you know, if not Marmite, but I had the same. And Maybe I planned on having a banana because I was like, it's not going to be pleasant getting any food down before. But a banana, I can probably get down with relative ease. A piece of toast that is dry yeah. and sharp and it's not good it's not good at all so we messed up on that front because I could mm-hmm. barely eat it so I didn't have I know I didn't have enough um in the way of nutrition before I went out and 
I, I don't I wouldn't say that I necessarily massively cocked up on this front I don't think it hugely impacted my run but I shouldn't have done it I grabbed all the jelly babies you know when people are handing them out yeah, did, yeah. I'd never done yeah. that I'd never eaten sweets during my run before I just I, I sometimes would stop off and buy a quick bottle of water or something if I was if I hadn't brought any with me um but i'd never have food of any kind and i hadn't experimented with gels or anything at all and then suddenly i just grabbed a handful of jelly babies from a stranger and, and swallowed them all it's probably not a good idea no like your I parents always I've told got, you not to that makes, <laughs> yeah yeah it makes me really nervous on races when you take jelly babies from people you don't know because i think what if they've injected them with drugs uh, how would you know <laughs> that's true it's just a stri- we were taught to think like that what if they want you to get in the back of their van <laughs> oh, also what if they didn't wash their hands after they went to the toilet and then they put the jelly ba- babies in the tub mm-hmm. it's like, i can't okay, i can't take jelly babies from people i know it's very kind of them but i just can't do it Makes i don't think anxious. i'm gonna do it again no, it wasn't. I, asked, it I did ask Ted right. to, I was saying to him that I wanted on a race that I think he ended up not being able to watch, but I wanted him to bring me jelly babies, but to carefully sort out all the green ones for me because they're my favourites. <laughs> <laughs> but then I've, I've never, I've never used jelly babies at all in a race. I stick to kind of gels and things now. Yeah, so. they're too dry. I mm. don't know. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think they're right. Yeah. No, those, those and using that precision hydration stuff, I found that quite um, quite life changing, actually. Yeah, you love yeah. that, don't you? I Absolutely need to get into love that. It. I think it's just because I think it's because I'm a really, really heavy sweater, and I just yeah. hadn't. Ne- I knew I was, but I didn't realise what effect that would have on my running. And I, yeah. it, it obviously, clearly, obviously, has a massive effect on my running, um, and particularly towards the end when I'm kind of dehydrated. But less, you know, more. It's losing the salt as well as the yeah. So I, what you could do is you could have, I know you who randomly runs with a pack of mini cheddars, but <sighs> like towards the end of a race, you could put a mini cheddar in your mouth and not actually eat it and just let it dissolve. And that that's really good for salt. Oh my do. God, yeah. I want to do that anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. I think it's a really good option. Yeah. Cool. And it's a treat as well then as well, isn't it? Like. That's what I felt about the sweets at the time. And, you know, it's, it's like you, you just, you, you want something to hold in your mouth, a bit of a distraction, something that feels a bit comforting when you're putting yourself through a lot of discomfort. Yeah. 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 But yeah, got- it needs to be something that is a bit more thought through than a, a random handful of jelly babies from a <laughs> stranger. With filthy hands injected with MDMA or something. Yeah. <laughs> that might help that might help maybe it would Uh, that'll get you your sub (laughs) too you set a world record (laughs) thank you for listening do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or any running stories as we'd love to include them in a future podcast this podcast was recorded over zoom The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. If you become a member of Women's Running Plus right now, not only will you receive our brilliant magazine every month, but we'll also send you a free base layer from ZeroFit worth £40. Just go to shop.womensrunning.co.uk and enter X21WRPOD at the checkout. 
It's perfect for Christmas presents too. Happy running. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.